It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine. WebmasterRadio.fm presents The Shoe Money Show. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. The Shoe Money Show will help you get the most revenue using various streams of income. Show me the money. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling. Give it up for Shoe Money. Hello there. Welcome to uh, Net Income with Jeremy Schumacher. My name is John Chow and I'll be your host for today because uh, Jeremy is right now in San Francisco attending the uh, TechCrunch 40 conference. Yeah, that's right. Uh, good old Shu managed to snag himself one of those sold-out $2,000 tickets. Well, mind you, that Shu got it for free too. I mean, what a lucky guy, huh? Uh, I kind of wish uh, I uh, emailed Michael Holland to myself so I can try and grab myself a free ticket. Oh, well, maybe next year. Uh, this is my uh, first ever time hosting an internet radio show. It's the uh, first time I ever hosted any radio show, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make some mistake and screw up. I apologize for that. Uh, but just to help me out, I decided that if I'm going to screw up, I'm going to have some friends screw up with me. So I invited a couple of friends along to help me do the show today. And with me is uh, fellow blogger Ed Lau from edition.com. Hey, Ed, are you there? Glad to be screwing. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, 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 we're screwing up. I told you that. Okay. Yeah, also, uh-huh. also with me is, uh, is uh, Greg Morgan from uh, bcmblog.com. Hey, Greg, are you there? Yes, I'm here, John. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, you know, today, uh, Greg, uh, Ed, myself, and a few other friends, we, we just got back for lunch, actually, and uh, we went to Feeney's on West Broadway where we had, well, probably one of the most expensive burgers uh, I ever tried. It was, uh, uh, you guys still full from that burger? That was oh, a good oh, burger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was a, how much did we spend it? It was a $60 burger, wasn't it? Uh, it was actually, after after everything said and done, um, it, it actually starts out at $16 a piece. Um, but once you add all the extras, like beef short rib and uh, foie gras, um, Fonger actually tastes a lot like cheese when it's on, on a burger like this. Uh, I was really surprised. Um, after all the options and a drink, um, it came to around, what, $80 a person? <laughs> yeah, so, we had eight yeah. people with us, right? That's right. So it was like a, what, a six, $650 burger lunch for the eight of us? <laughs> yeah, okay, well, you can call us nuts. Uh, it's definitely not an average like that's, burger. That's so. some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's not your average burger. Might as well have it at least once, right? Yeah. Well, if you want to uh, see what a $60 hamburger looks like, uh, I post some pictures of it on my blog at johnchow.com because, you know, I love posting pictures of what I eat for lunch and dinner. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And I try to be nice in the comment because I know some people kind of say that spending $60 on a hamburger is a little on the crazy side. Well, hey, that's what we do. <laughs> and please rest assured that it was dead prior to eating. It, he didn't disrespect the burger like he did the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on today's show, we have a couple of guests. <laughs> uh, our first guest is uh, Nate Whitehill from Unique Blog Design. Now, Nate exploded onto the blogging scene when uh, he redesigned my blog and redesigned a shoes blog. And since then, uh, the Internet has pretty much been on a blog redesigning spree. Uh, I'm sure Nate is extremely busy with a bunch of orders, so uh, we're going to talk to Nate about blog design, what to look for in design, and 
every aspect of design, where it's going, what you should look for in a, in a designer, that kind of stuff. He'll be with us. And also, uh, Greg was going to talk to us about his, uh, his new site, uh, bcmlog.com. We're going to talk, find out what that, all that's about. That's right. But uh, before we begin, before we begin, uh, we, we're going to do some uh, reader email. I asked uh, readers to uh, send me questions that I could answer on this show, and uh, Ed has, a, has our first question. Yeah, I have a couple here. Um, let's see. What's the first one? All right, here we go. Um, Gary from the Daily Kimchi asks, John, um, did you stop running Google AdSense because, well, they banned you? Did I stop running Google AdSense because they banned me? <laughs> uh, well, uh, short answer is no. I did not stop running Google AdSense because they banned me. I stopped running them because they were not performing. As summer slowed down, and Google, the, the effective CPM that I was normally getting was much, much lower during the summertime, and I just could realize more money by, uh, by selling the ad direct, which is exactly what I did. Now, as for, uh, as for Google banning me, uh, that's actually incorrect. Google did not ban me. I mean, to be banned means that you're gone from the index. I'm, I am in Google's index. Like, if you do a search for me, I'm not on page one, but I am on, what is it, between anywhere from page two to page six, depending on which term you search for. Right. So, uh, so they, so they yes. basically bitch slapped you rather than banning you. If you want to call it a bitch slap, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> you realize that I rank higher for your name than, well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, brings up a question about relevance, but... That's not necessarily an issue for right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, m my feeling is that, you know, Google can do whatever they want to do. I don't, you know, they, it's their search engine. It's uh, their algorithm. They can do whatever they want to do. But, you know, I can do whatever I want to do, too. I don't have to oblige by what their rules or, I mean, their webmaster's guideline is just that, just a guideline, you know. Like, and, you know, my, a lot of people were saying when I was, uh, you know, we moved from page one for my name and various other terms. You know, they say this is the downfall of John Chow. We're not going to see him anymore. He's going to traffic, his traffic is going to be gone and he'll be a distant memory. But, you know, my traffic is as high as ever. Last month I posted $17,800 of blog income and I'm going to break that this month. Right? Wow. So, you know, if this, is the, if this is the downfall or the fall of John Chow, I would love to see the rise, you know? <laughs> That's great. I just did a search. I just did a search for John Chow right now on uh, Google, Google.com, and the actual domain JohnChow.com comes up as result seventy-six. So he is there. He's not banned, but you're on page seventy-six. You're on the strangely page, enough. Sorry, so it's about seventy-six result. Strangely enough, guess who's number two for uh, your name, John? John Chow. Hey, uh, don't we have John Cow somewhere around here? Yeah, actually, he hold on. Stuff? I think the cow is here. He's a, yeah, that's why I invited him to come along. The cow is here. Hey, cow, how you doing? <laughs> All right, there you go. That's John Cow. He's in the studio. When I guess, uh, so cow, tell me, how does it feel like to be ranked number two for my name, John Chow? Wow. Okay. Cow, a few words. I could definitely tell you that. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk to you in a bit, okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, quick question before you, you, you move on to something else. Um, okay. I know that uh, um, 
AdSense in general, I'm, I'm sure everybody noticed that uh, it slowed down in for the summer since, well, everybody's on vacation or generally nobody wants to buy anything or, or click on ads. Um, do you think you'll put it back up? I mean, I'm sure it'll the traffic will pick up now that it's September and it'll probably pick up even more as we hit the holiday season. Uh, actually, uh, no, I don't have any intention of putting Google AdSense back up on my blog. Uh, at least not for this year, like I said. Ever since selling the, um, the 300 spot privately, I mean, the, the income I could generate from that is so much higher than AdSense that uh, Google will have to increase the rate severely for me to put it back on. So uh, it's not going back on. John, John so would you could, say uh, that... Go ahead, sorry, Ed. Oh, yeah, um, I just want to say, uh, so would you say you would recommend private ad sales rather than... Um, following Google AdSense when, let's say for somebody that's just starting a blog or just wants to start monetizing their blog? Oh, if, if you're just starting out, yeah, definitely go with Google AdSense because, you know, when you're starting out, you're not going to have enough, you're not going to have the traffic to be able to sell your ads directly. So, and and in the beginning, you just want to produce content anyway. So then if you got to produce content and also do ad sales at the same time, you're not going to have any time to run your blog. That's some good advice. Now, John, uh, why do you? Maybe we can talk about why the uh, advertising seems to go down during summer. Is it just a strictly people are not viewing it as much, or um, it, I mean, because I know I'm on the computer as much. Maybe I'm not the average person, but uh, it seems that people, you know, aren't really taking a break. What about your guys' blogs? Have you noticed a decline in uh, visitors over the summer? Or uh, I actually saw. Oh, go ahead, John. My traffic has actually held a steady during the summer, it's, but it's not so much as the traffic to the blog, but most, most blogs actually experience a traffic decline during the summer because people are on vacation and because the, the kids are off school. But it's, and because of that, even if my traffic holds steady, advertisers are not bidding as much because they know during the summertime it's a slump. So it's, when they were bidding like a dollar or two dollars before, they dropped their bid to like well less than a dollar. So even if my traffic is up, my effective earnings per click is actually down. Yeah, that's so, that's good. I think I've I've noticed that as well. Doing some arbitrage, um, I'm sure Ed's probably noticed it on his uh, AdSense revenue and uh, other forms of advertising as well. Well, the funny thing is, um, I think that, well, July and August were pretty much my highest traffic months ever, because um, mostly because of, of uh, search engine traffic as well as StumbleUpon. <laughs> I had mentioned to you guys before how uh, Japadog, uh, my Japanese hot dog thing, brought me like like 100,000 hits for these two months. But yet, I I'm getting more clicks than ever, but all the clicks are worth a lot less. Like, I I'm seeing such a low return on on uh, AdSense that it's almost not worth it to have it there. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I know Shu uh, Money was talking about this too. He thinks that this year is going to be the biggest year in online advertising. What are you guys thinking? Oh, it probably will be. I could, I could pretty much know that right now. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, strong on it too. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, speaking of online advertising, you know, like, you know, everyone talks about Google AdWords and Google, Google AdSense being the big one. And it, it, it leads me to believe, uh, you know, you, you know, everyone says that uh, Google's do no evil policy, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It would, you know, that's the Malt yeah. or Duno. Yeah. I'm not sure right. what you mean, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> when Google first started, then the mantra was "Do no evil," and but you know that went out the window when they did the IPO because right now it's "Do no evil" unless it makes you money. Exactly. And or do no evil until somebody notices. <laughs> well, no, that's not what that. Look at, like, uh, look, look, let's look at, let's talk about Google's stance on pay links. All right. Uh, supposedly, pay links is one of the reasons why Google has penalized me. Like, that's what we assume. We actually don't really know the real answer because Google doesn't tell us. You know, like they just do what's called FUD, F-U-D, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They don't tell us. They let everyone just speculate on what happened to John Chow and all that kind of stuff, helping to create this fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Right? So, so everyone just assumes it's paid links, right? But yet, when you search for text link ads on Google search engine, if you look at the sponsor ads, they're all from companies reselling paid links. I mean, it's hypocritical, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's very hypocritical. And and not only that, um, the Google itself. Anytime you type in, a, if you type flowers into Google, you're gonna get a whole bunch of paid links that they're. They the thing is, Google doesn't want other people making money when they can be making money. See, because Google is selling the advertising that everybody sees on the side of the search engine. Anytime you type in a term, um, so it's okay for them to do it, but for anyone else, it's not really okay. So. Uh, you know, like I said, do no evil. Yeah. Do well, no I, evil. hey, John, John, yeah? John, I, I'm pretty sure that if we were in Google's position, we'd be doing the same thing. Well, I would, because I'm the evil. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. None of us, <laughs> I don't nice. think any of us here have a problem with making money. We're just stating oh, something yeah. that's definitely hypocritical. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a certain stance on making money, then stay with that. Don't you know, kind of. It's true. That's just my hey, um, I had I had a, a, a question raised to me um, in regard to something similar the other day. Um, you know how the page rank update hasn't been? We expected it to be what, like like a month or a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You, do you think this has anything to do with the whole issue of uh, paid links right now? It's Could possible. Be. Like again, it's Google fear, uncertainty, and, and doubt. You know, it's it's a flood that is splitting around. Everyone is waiting for this. PageRank update, and uh, they don't know when it's going to come. I mean, officially, I think they say it's almost a week off, right? Uh, well, it might yeah. be a week oh, away. It might be more than a week. We're not sure. Yeah. Right? We're not sure. I think it was supposed to be at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of August. Uh, generally, it's August. around every 90 days. So I read a post on the other day about it, and I think they're about a little over a week or so now uh, late with it. Generally, they've in the past been anywhere between... Uh, 80 some odd days uh, to around 120, I believe is, but it doesn't get much much more variable than that. I mean, there was the one update I think that occurred about 13 days after. That was back in January of 06, but that was the odd odd occasion. So most of the time, it seems to be about every 90 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're all waiting to see what happens. Huh? There's no telling. I mean, only only Google knows. I mean, like I said, it, and you know the people who rely on Google, you don't rely on Google. Like I said, if, if I rely on Google, I wouldn't be here. I, my blog would be gone. I, mean, I don't rely on Google at all. I mean, the, it's, it's like shoe money. I think Shu said that only like 3% of his uh, traffic actually comes from Google. And actually, I'm about the same in terms of traffic. Like, uh, Ed, what's your traffic from 3%? Google? Really? Well, yeah. 3%? 3%. 
Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I think I see a closer to to fifty percent. Let Let me check for sure. Uh, I'll just go out and check. Oh, right you now. know, if you're fifty percent, then I would be very very well, worried. I have much lower traffic. I have much lower traffic. Like, uh, what do you get per month? I mean, a per per day. Day. Well, we have well, on average about fifteen thousand, ten to fifteen. Right 15, 000, yeah, I get about I get about fifteen hundred a day. So let's I, I get a, roughly I'd say half of that is from Google. I'll, I'll just go on and check right now. Though, just give me a second. Yeah, so yeah, it, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Some of the smaller sites definitely like Ed's and a lot of a lot of the sites out there that aren't as mainstream as John's or Shoe Money's or any of any of these guys out there. I think. Google is definitely one of the main drivers to their site, but uh, hopefully, I know Ed, for example, uh, has a lot of traffic coming in um, from StumbleUpon and some of these other social sites that are able to get your name out there to people that might not necessarily find you through a specific search term or unless you don't SEO it perfectly. Um, I think these social sites play a role in that. What do you think, John? How, I know that helped you get your name out there in the beginning, too. Oh, definitely. Like, uh, I was a master of gaming dig, remember? Yes, that's right. I, I think you broke out when, when you first uh, when you first did the whole dig thing, and you got, uh, like, four digs in a row, and, yeah, I think that was your, your breakout moment. Uh, pretty much. Like, uh, I won't deny it. Like, uh, you know, dig has been very, very good to me. I mean, front page after front page after front page is fun to do wonders for your traffic. But uh, even after they banned me, that was okay, but that time it was too late for them to actually stop me. You know, same thing. <laughs> the you know, ball they, I, 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 Yeah, again, I don't, I, I don't depend on any one source for my traffic. And my, my thing is always my advice to people: you know, never ever put your eggs in one basket. You know, since that goes for monetization, it also goes for traffic building. Right? If you, you know, if you, if all your ink blog income comes from Google and all your traffic comes from Google, you are in a very, very precarious position. And you should definitely try to diversify and expand out and branch out. Yeah, for online income, oh, you okay, always want to diversify. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, I think I have my stats here. Um, for the month, for this month so far, it's halfway through September, uh, or just over halfway through September. Um, about, let's say, um, about fifty percent comes from. Uh, uh, Google and a couple other sites, like all the search engines add up to about 50%. And I get another maybe 35 to 40 from StumbleUpon. And then I think the last 10% comes from, you know, all my regular readers and guys like you and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all our friends and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'd say probably most of my traffic is, is entirely from Stumble and, and Google, really. Yeah, like, hey, let's, let's talk a bit about gaming these social sites since we're, you know, we're going to be very, very dark today. So uh, like, you said a lot of traffic comes from StumbleUpon. How, how, how did you get up there? Like, how the... Well, the, the, the real, um, the, the, the particular article that I had that, that got me my, the most traffic out of anything I've ever, ever posted, even more than that one time I got dug um, early on, remember uh, back in November of last year, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I got dug for that Tesla story. Um, but I, I think I, I've gotten the most traffic from a story I did uh, about a Japanese hot dog vendor here in Vancouver called Japadog. Basically, they make 
you know, smokies, but they top it off with traditional Japanese stuff like uh, miso and, and wasabi and uh, uh, bean sprouts, stuff like that. I, I don't know why it's so popular. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe it's because it's just a little bit weird. But um, I, I've gotten close to 100,000 hits just from that in the last month and a half, probably. Oh, there cool. you go. So that's the power of some of these. Uh, yeah. It, it, it just, it's entirely random. Like, you can write about anything on Pond, and I'm pretty sure um, it's it's up to chance. If people are interested, they'll they'll review it and say they like it. If they don't, hey, just try something else, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we uh, go to another letter from another reader? You got one? Uh, yeah. Um, let me see here. Um, now, this person was anonymous. Uh, I, I'm not sure who it was. Um, says, John, how do you feel about all the John Chow copycats out there, such as John Cow and John Buffalo and John... Uh, I'm not even sure what other animals we can name here. <laughs> Coffee cats. Uh, actually, uh, Greg, what do you think of all these John Shell copycats? <laughs> I mean, it's great for you. Um, it raises awareness, like johncow.com, for instance. Um, all it's really doing, it seems to be, gets people chatting in the blogosphere, um, basically getting more traffic to either your site indirectly or at least building your brand which is something that we may want to talk about too. For instance, uh, the TechCrunch. I know, John, you just had a story about this too, the TechCrunch 40, um, building a brand. And that, I think that's the most important thing that you've done. JohnChow.com now is really a brand that people do recognize and do see uh, on the Internet. And when you have people copying it, just like fake Steve Jobs or anything else out there, people talk. And that sends, a, I think, a lot of traffic to you. Yeah, see, I generally don't have any problem with the copycats. Like... Like, actually, since John Cow's here, I'm going to ask him, uh, hey, Cow, how do you feel about copying or leeching off my success? Yeah, see, well, there you go. Huh. That's, that's pretty insightful. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good answer, Cow. Good answer. All right. But, Personally, uh, yeah. I think that guy's a genius. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he, he, just, he just missed one letter in your name, and he, he has more traffic than most blogs get in, I don't know, a whole year. Oh, yeah, my, uh, he did a good job. He did a good job with the marketing and the, the growth was ridiculous on his on his entire site. Like it, it shot up uh, like thousands of percent percentage points in yeah. mere weeks, really. Yeah, actually, I do have the cow on my on my IM my instant messenger, and we sometimes do coordinate some of our posts so we can get maximum benefit for both sites. So a lot more evil marketing here. Well, what was that? I actually think that guy had one of the best evil marketing, uh, evil marketing scams. I mean, not scam, uh, like uh, strategies. What, what should I call it? Strategies. 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 That's a great. That's a great word. Uh, you remember when he said he was being sued, <laughs> and uh, he had to shut it, shut his site down, and then everybody in in the entire blogosphere that has any knowledge of you know uh, John or or John Cow. Like everybody wrote about it, including myself. I'm pretty sure, Greg, you you knew about it too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. That's the great thing about the net, right? The information spreads so quickly, so people are uh, talking about it, and you know, it's the it's the what's going on. So, actually, Greg, why don't you tell us about your 
your, your new blog, bcmblog.com. What exactly does BCM stand for? Sure. Well, a little bit about me. I don't, I don't really, I'm kind of the man that doesn't like to be seen. I don't really like to be out there too much, but I decided it's time to start helping some other people make money online, as everybody else does. Uh, but mine's a little bit more evil. So BCM actually stands for my favorite animal, which is a rooster. So it's called BigCockMarketing.com or BCMBlog.com. And no, it's nothing to do with the adult industry. But, oh, hold, uh, hold on, hold on. You, you don't want to be seen, and you named your site Big Cock Marketing. It's provocative, like I say. It gets the people talking. So that's the important thing. You, you realize that you realize you're going to get a lot of search engine traffic for something entirely different, and you're going to have a lot of people that are looking they'll, for They'll be disappointed, you know. but uh, let's, let's just say if we can get the traffic there, that's all that matters, And which goes into another thing. Uh, also, getting Google Images to send you traffic, which I know for some people is a is a lot of uh, a lot of traffic coming in, and you can definitely guarantee there's going to be some searches for big cocks that are going to end up on <laughs> big cock marketing. <laughs> so, um, so you're you're going to label every single one of your images big cocks, I'm sure. Can, can we be in there somewhere? About this, it'll be in there somewhere. Can so. we? It's we can traffic. keep talking about big cocks, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I don't, okay, uh, I don't think this is yeah. super bad, so we're going to move on. But, yeah, it's basically... <laughs> let, let, let's, just, let's just call it BC for now, okay? BCMblog.com. Okay, BCM, BCMblog.com. There you go. Uh, you said, you said so you're going to be talking about more dark, evil methods of marketing. Can you give us an example? Sure. So uh, one example would be... Um, gaming you know alexa or some of the social sites so i know that uh it's it's not new information but uh there's some different information so the the two things that really alexa uses um to measure is the reach and how frequently the page is being requested so there is way to game both of them uh the simplest one of the easiest things that you can actually do with alexa is to go and download opera the uh little browser that not too many people use but it does have a feature on there called auto refresh. So what you can do is open a bunch of tabs with your site in there. Um, it can either be just the home page itself or a, a, a particular page that you're looking to go to on your site. But uh, just hit the auto refresh uh, on there and let Opera automatically keep doing that uh, every few minutes and keep calling up your site. So make sure you're running the Alexa toolbar though, which is finally available for Firefox. Um, and you can either do it that way, you can also do it with the Automator on Mac, or you can also do it with a macro program on Windows. So there's quite a few different ways to do it. So that would be one example. Uh, the other one is also, I know there's a couple services out there where you can actually pay for digs, so you can get dug to the first page, guaranteed, <laughs> um, or you can have a, a network of friends doing it that way as well. That's just some of the things that we're going to be talking about. There's also going to be talking about uh, arbitrage and uh, even some PPC opportunities out there. So there's going to be a lot of different things going on there, and uh, there's going to be a lot of new comment, uh, new content. So there's going to be new content every day, guaranteed. So it's a it's a strong commitment. Really, because uh, you haven't updated your old blog in like the longest time. Like I said, I'm normally the man you never hear from, but I'm finally gonna be going public. So you're gonna you're gonna start to see me there uh, now in the blogosphere. Now that I'm entering, but uh, an another post that actually you're gonna see on there, you can go on there right now and check it out, is the post about making money with Google, and this is not in the traditional sense. So uh, there's a post on there from me showing you how to, let's say, 
borrow from people that haven't protected their files properly. So we know that ebooks are very popular on the internet. And I know I know John's talked a lot about ebooks and ebooks do make a lot of money. So one particular site that sells more ebooks than probably anybody else on the internet is ClickBank. Um, mm -hmm. and if you actually, you can go onto ClickBank, go into the marketplace, find, find the people, uh, that are ranked for some of the top eBooks out there. Uh, and basically these guys are marketers. They're not really internet guys, so they don't have any clue how to protect their, uh, all precious files on the back end. And this is just a simple search through Google, through Google. Um, and I'll, it shows you right there on the blog how to do it. And from there, the way to monetize it, once you get some free content, i.e. PDF files or audio files or movie files, is to go and take that stuff and sell it on eBay or to take it and sell it, give it away for free to build your own list. Now, again, this is not recommended. For <laughs> Selling on eBay, it, is this legal? Like, like anywhere near legal? It's the internet right now, and my definition of the internet is... <laughs> I love that that's the answer, yeah. Yeah, the internet right now is, the way I compare it is to the Wild West back in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Basically, anything goes, and until somebody tells you to stop it, you just keep doing it. And so that's that's what some of the content uh, we're going to have on the site. And like I said, you can check out that post right now, too, on bcmblog.com. Awesome. Have you noticed that we've gone more evil after we started hanging out with John? Like, that's true. He does have that effect on people. And I, I, I was tempted to punch Panda the other day. Like when I, uh, it, it's, it's really strange. Okay, and on that note, we should go to a commercial break. Okay, and when we come back, we will have Nate Whitehill from Unique Block Design. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe money will be back in a flash with the cash. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's ClickSOR.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $28 off. Fail, player. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, you. Man, where the cash? No tiny funny stuff. Now, join your host, Shoe Money. Hey, we are back. Welcome back to Net Income with Jeremy Schumacher. If you just joined us, my name is John Chow. I am filling in for Jeremy. He is at the uh, TechCrunch 40 conference right now. I'm sure he's having a ball, and I'm sure when he gets back here, he'll have a lot to tell us about. Um, with us right now 
is Nate Whitehill of Unique Blog Design. Like, Nate is the guy who's responsible for redesigning my blog and redesigning Shoe Money's blog and apparently a few other blogs as well. Uh, Nate, are you there? How are you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Awesome. So, Nate, hey, uh, how has uh, business been for you since uh, the redesign of my blog and Shoe Money's blog? Uh, well, business has been great, as you can imagine. I've... Uh, been extremely busy, been uh, working actually 16-hour days pretty consistently for, for the past two weeks now, and wow. there's not much I can say other than, uh, you know, this is, what I, this is what I love to do, and I'm really glad to be uh, in this position right now. <laughs> well, 16-hour days, I would imagine you better love what you're doing, because uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> okay, now, uh, Nate, you know, where do you, where do you see blog design heading? I mean, uh, my blog, New Look, has been launched, and I, I've been getting a couple of feedback saying that it doesn't even look like a blog anymore. It looks more like a content site. Is the, uh, is the line between a blog and a content site being blurred nowadays? So what, do, what do you think of that? Yeah. Um, uh, it's actually a really good question. I think that um, as blogs um, uh, really uh, develop more content, and uh, you've been blogging uh, for quite a while now, John. So you have a ton of content on your site. And the question really becomes, how do we organize that content and how do we present uh, the best content to the readers? So I think that um, by doing uh, certain things, just having a, a popular, uh, popular article section in the header and uh, by making it uh, very clear how uh, new readers can sign up for RSS, those are ways that... Um, um, that blog design is changing towards uh, being more accommodating uh, to new readers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And where do you see, like, I've also noticed a lot in lately, at least with my design and a lot of new design, that, uh, that it, a lot of products or a lot of the, uh, the elements are being moved out of the sidebar. Like I said, when, when, you, when you redid my design, you put a lot of the elements in the headers and the, and the footers. Do, do you think this is going to be a trend in the future, or do you think that people will just maintain the right current blog look? Well, um, interestingly enough, uh, most of uh, the requests I've gotten so far for new blog designs are people who want uh, wider layouts um, yeah. uh, with wider sidebars and... They want to, you know, put some of those elements that they previously had in the sidebar. They want to put those in the header and the footer now. So I think that is becoming a trend to have a wider layout and uh, to do more with the footer, and then, um, of course, to have a bigger header as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course, the the obvious question that uh, a lot of people probably ask is like, why should you know we go with a custom block design instead of using one of those like free WordPress themes? Yeah, uh, well, really, that's a question of, you know, how do you want to come across, um, you know, to the millions of readers out there? And um, in my opinion, um, and uh, people need to come off um, uniquely from everyone else, meaning that, you know, if you just have a cookie-cutter template, people are going to see your blog and, you know, think that your content's not original. So by having a unique design, you're able to, uh, to instantly communicate uh, to any readers that you spent the time um, to make your blog unique and uh, hopefully the content is unique as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the funny thing was like, uh, you know, before I got you to redesign my blog, I, I was using one of those uh, free WordPress themes. It's called Missy Look. 
we're still looking at DM. And but I guess for some reason uh, that theme got associated with me. So that anyone else winning this that Misty theme was considered a John Shell copycat. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> well, that that theme is one of the cleanest and best looking themes like available. I mean, everything else on on the free ones all look kind of kind of messy after after Misty Look and some of the other you know more popular themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Greg, uh, what theme are you going with? Uh, I'm actually looking to uh, possibly get Nate to, you know, look into something with mine. I know he has a great team over there, so um, right now I'm testing some different ones. I'm not really liking anything right now, but uh, I think after the redesign I saw on uh, Shoe Money's and yours as well, it's it's. I think Nate's really pushing it in a direction where it's coming off as a lot more professional, um, not just the cookie cutter not just the cookie cutter blogs you've been used to and uh, like he says it's all about brand it's really really uh, defining yourself and yeah it's it's how you mentioned the misty look got associated with you um, but that's mainly because of your reach that you've been able to get people to associate with that and uh, the the true is when you separate yourself from the pack altogether like Nate's services offer so Mm -hmm. exactly yeah Uh, Nate yeah Sorry about that. Do you want to say something? Yeah, uh, Nate, I just had a quick question for you. I, I know that some of your, some of the the um, services start at uh, what seventy nine dollars. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, we have a collection of exclusive themes, which are not free themes, and uh, which we put together um, so that uh, there will be a less distribution because they're not free. So yeah, for the exclusive themes, those are seventy nine dollars. Okay. Uh, what I see that some of them, like you, you will do a unique blog design for for seven hundred ninety nine dollars. What What do you say to the people that um, are used to using, you know, free themes, and why would they spend? They might think it's a it's a little too expensive to spend seven hundred ninety nine dollars on on a on a new theme. Yeah. Uh, well, one other service that we offer is called a blog makeover service, where we'll take any existing theme, and uh, we'll modify it with a custom header custom footer, custom sidebar, and um, any other additional elements that uh, the blogger would like to customize. And at that point, um, it's pretty hard to differentiate between a free theme and uh, the blog makeover theme. So that's another option that we provide, and uh, blog makeovers are uh, 549 So a little bit less expensive, but it's a good alternative to, to just uh, going with a, a free theme. But you are certainly marketing this towards uh, more serious bloggers, not like people that are just starting out or or more of uh, like people that do personal blogs. Well, uh, we're actually working on a new service that uh, will be marketed uh, towards everyone, not just people um, that can afford uh, uh, to invest uh, in a unique blog. So something that I will be providing more details on um, in the very near future about um, this new service that we're putting together that will help all bloggers um, have a unique design. John, uh, right, also sweet. one question for John: Like, how many? Since you did the redesign, what happened with traffic-wise? Was it up, down? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually, it's been quite amazing. Like on the day I launched the theme, traffic was up eighty percent. Wow! And it has it has leveled off since then, but overall traffic has still been up twenty five percent. So I can I. And I haven't, you know, increased my posting rate or decreased it. Uh, my posting has been the same, and traffic has been up 
on average uh, 25% as it is, and I think it's going to stay up 25%, and I can totally completely attribute it to the new theme that they designed for me. Yeah, well, there you go, and that's that's one of the things I want to touch on too, because uh, sometimes people, I come from an advertising background, and people sometimes get too, too stuck on one detail, which may be the price, but the actual benefit uh, from the product itself, I, you know, as you can probably attest to, um, would be the increase in traffic, and just that that traffic increase alone is probably going to pay for the blog many times over, the blog redesign many times over. So, yeah, and it's, it's not only just a traffic increase, but also my RSS subscription in, increase as well. Like uh, right now, yeah, I, I, when I got the theme, I was around just. Just broke seven thousand when I got the theme, and after I, and after I got it, I mean, within only I think within a week, I broke eight thousand RSS readers. There you go, and I think a lot yeah. of it is what what Nate does is uh, takes the site and makes it a lot more easy on the eyes and uh, a lot more Streamlined. intuitive. Yeah, it's a lot more intuitive to where people would click. So I think that's he's done a really good job in that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the compliments. <laughs> yeah, so Nate, what is the uh, What's the future of unique blog design? I I know you guys got a you guys are getting a booth at Blog World, a Blog World, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, and uh, another cool thing is I'll actually be speaking at Blog World on the blog design panel. I'll be speaking uh, with Chris Pearson, uh, who designed uh, Copy Blogger, and also uh, with a few other uh, pretty well-known blog designers. So I'm pretty excited for that. Of course, is you going or the entire team going? I'm going uh, with my entire team. Or actually, uh, we only live a four-hour car drive uh, from Vegas, so we're gonna. Uh, we're actually looking for some booth babes right now. Um, so. <laughs> That's right. Always get booth babes at a trade show. Always yeah. works. Yeah, and we're gonna have T-shirts put together, and uh, we're gonna have also a contest there uh, for a few uh, free blog designs. So it's gonna be a full-out marketing blitz, but I think it'll be. Uh, some money well invested. Good stuff, good stuff. You know you're going to have to mail us some t-shirts, right? Oh, I will. You guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds that's pretty awesome. Uh, uh, Greg, Greg, you got anything uh, you want to add to this? Yeah, I have a question for Nate, too, is um, when, when you do design the blogs, what are the main things that you've you know kind of come across that really you think that a lot of the blogs out there are not really doing correctly? Um, well, I think a lot of blogs aren't really focusing on uh, the elements that they want to highlight. Um, so uh, first coming into the, you know, starting a blog and having a game plan, of course, is very important. But how does one execute that game plan through the blog? And I think uh, by emphasizing certain elements, uh, such as the RSS subscribers or the newsletter, uh, those are ways um, to basically uh, provide more attention to those, and of course, uh, increase uh, the conversions. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely test that. You know, like when Nate redesigned my blog with the popular articles, I every time I change those once in a while, and once a week I would emphasize different articles. Every time I put those up or change it, I notice an increased traffic going to those articles. Yeah. And really, uh, having those popular articles there helps me to show up my best work. Because, you know, my latest blog post may be something totally unrelated to actually my main theme, right? I may have put up a, well, a hamburger post today. Right? But uh, if they see the popular articles, they can see some of my best work. And I really think that you're going to see a lot of blogs with a popular article feature. 
in, in, in the coming months or, and just overall, it's just, I really like that feature. And also my newsletters, I, I actually, I, I installed a crazy egg, you know, the uh, crazy egg, the, yeah, the heat map the software. software. That's right. Yeah. The heat map software oh, that tells right, you, that tells you uh, where people are clicking. And uh, the, it's amazing how, how red the pop-up article is and also how many people actually use the newsletter subscription. Yeah. And then, then that um, popular articles thing, you, uh, you can actually custom, like you choose which articles you put in there, right? Yeah, that's what I do. I, I select it myself. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, the key thing there that Nate does that kind of other blog designs that I haven't, haven't really ta touched on that, which is it's still, it's a sales aspect. It's still, um, getting people to your site and once they're at your site as we all know it's a few seconds before they either decide to leave or if they do want to stay um, actually continuing forward and that's that's like you said John they're having the popular articles for them to read instead you know they might come to your site to learn about making money and when they see a, a post on hamburgers they're thinking what the heck does this have to do with making money uh, but when, when you have things like a new that's more to do with spending money that's right. That's spending money, and that you can only spend the money once you've made it. So, and when you have things like the popular articles or the RSS right away there, or the newsletter, uh, all those different things basically sell the person that they've come to the right site. And I think that's again what Nate does really well compared to some of the other blog designs out there. Yeah, Nate. When uh, when new customers or new bloggers are asking you for design, uh, what are they asking? What elements are they asking? Sort of install. Are, are they asking basically what you did for myself and Shu, or are they asking for something completely different? Uh, well, we have a list of questions that we provide to each blogger before we start the blog design. And one of the questions is what elements do they want to highlight in the header? And um, one thing that is becoming a lot more popular lately is to attach a newsletter to a blog. And I think a newsletter is just another great way to establish a relationship with the bloggers, so th so that's something that's definitely become more popular lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just noticed that uh, I, ever since I installed a newsletter, it, my sign-up has actually been quite impressive. I haven't set up a newsletter yet, but I will soon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so far I've just been collecting the names, you know, collecting the names for for doing some well, stuff later on. but. I will. I will be sending a newsletter out soon. I don't know when, but uh, in the meantime, I just let this newsletter build, and uh, a newsletter will be <clears throat> another revenue source in the future. I can guarantee you that. Oh yes, as you know, you can tap into a newsletter. And I think. I think what's happening too in the online world is something. The online is starting to become offline. So where these companies before. Um, totally put 100% online, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the not-too-distant future if you see maybe some people that have uh, subscribed to a newsletter start to get even some old-school snail mail, maybe even once a month just talking about some top po 